Hey friends, thanks so much for following the Your Story Matters platforms and also this brand new podcast, the Your Story Matters podcast. I collected a lot of these stories from survivors to share of their journey of survivorship, healing and recovery from abuse. It helps us understand by listening to somebody else's experience. It serves as a guidepost into opening up our understanding that two things, we're not alone and it wasn't our fault. So I thank you for joining me on this journey. Also, be sure to follow me on another brand new platform, Substack. I'm going to be releasing articles and other media content on that very soon. So go to Substack and search Brandon Dempsey, and I'll see you there. Without further ado, let's go ahead and get to our podcast, Season 1, Episode 1 of Mary DeMuth. Hope you enjoy. Hey, what's up, people? Confessors of a Worship Leader, Brandon Dempsey here. Hey, uh, why am I so excited? Because we're talking about spiritual abuse. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, the thing is, uh, let's be real. It's just something that we don't like talking about for various reasons. We're afraid that we may be found out. Uh, we're afraid that we can't say anything. We're afraid of what other people think. We're afraid of maybe getting ousted. And if you work at a church, getting fired. You know, um, I struggle with all these thoughts for the, <laughs> man, for like, you know, a good 20 years. I mean, I had a few churches in between that were the best for my wife and family and I, but there were others that you just kind of keep thinking, are they even saved? Are they even, is this real? Is this for real? I mean, you know, it, let me just say this too, that there are good Christians and good, well-meaning, saved believers that actually don't know that they're under the veil of spiritual abuse, and yet at the same time, they can perpetuate it to others, which is dangerous, which is something that's undetected. And, you know, to some degree, it just depends on the carrier, the messenger involved. I mean, um, do they not know that they've been duped also? Because that's very high likely, yes. And these are well-meaning people, but then there's the ill-meaning people that know what they're doing is not right, but yet they do it anyway because they don't see any other way of how not to because they've had a perpetrator in their life. They've had another influential person in their life that made things horrible for them spiritually. And it's just amazing the domino effect that goes around the church, goes around people, and then you walk out of there bamboozled thinking, how did I even survive? And, you know, this is, this is, not, this is not biblical. When I read, you know, read my Bible, I mean, like, what's, what's amazing to me, and I'm just kind of going off. To, I have no script. I'm just going off. I, I hope you don't mind. Um, so, and you know what? These are things that I like to share, honestly, on my other site, Worship Team Training. But the problem, you know, and help me out if I'm wrong, but I honestly don't think a lot of people want to hear it, but they're the people who need to hear it. And it becomes pressing because this is mainly a problem. I mean, let me just tell you, okay? And I know I was going to read the Bible here. Mainly all the calls that I would get 
to come out and train worship teams. For over 20 years now, I've been doing, I've been training worship teams since 2004. And almost every conversation that I come back to, that I hear is, well, the main problem with our worship team is the relationship part, is with the pastor, is with the worship leader. I've had pastors tell me that too. And it has nothing to do with music. That's what's astounding to me. But yet, there are those few churches that I have helped where it was just purely music, but the relationships were great. And what's funny about it is that this is not always the case, but just my experience, what I've seen, is that the really good polished worship teams, it just depends. They're usually the ones that have the most problems. The ones that relationally I don't find issues are the ones that are just novices, or maybe they've been doing it 20, 30, 40 years, and they just have a sweetheart, and the music's not perfect by any means. In some ways, or some things are a little kooky, but honestly, the message is so pure and so right. And again, talking about spiritual abuse, even when you hear the term, you know, it's just kind of like, Brandon, are you being too hard? No, I'm calling it what it is, because it's abuse. Anytime when somebody uses methods or ploys to manipulate, to control, to influence you, especially using scripture, and they twist it, I mean, it's spiritually dangerous. This is why, I want, to, I want you to see something. This is why when John the Baptist was on the scene for the first time, Matthew chapter 3, verse 7, this is why he points to the Pharisees and Sadducees coming to him in baptism, of his baptism, they said to him, and he said to them, brood of vipers. That same phrase was spoken by Jesus when Jesus called them brood of vipers just before his death. And what's interesting about it is the parallel that John uses is the same phraseology. It's almost like he's in a way, you can see the glimmer of prophecy of what Jesus said later. There's a reason why those topics were so important, because they do matter. And there are people in the church that are vipers. I mean, Pharisees and Sadducees, okay? Um, they weren't Gentiles. They were of the church, yes. And they ruined people. Jesus said that they put burdens on people's backs, but yet even they won't carry themselves. They won't even lift it with one finger is what he said. We still do this today. We just don't want to call it that. We just want to make it more spiritual and holy because after all, that's what we do in church. And that's the reason why our reputation should be seen as a church. That's the reason why you should be tithing as a church. That's the reason why you should be having more faith in your personal life. You should pray more. You should memorize. What does that sound like to you? That's right. After a while, it sounds like spiritual abuse because there's nothing wrong, let me disclaim, with saying, hey, read your Bible, memorize, pray. There's nothing wrong with saying that in a healthy perspective outlook. If I were to tell you, hey, my friend, you know what's helped me in my life? I've read the Psalms, and Psalm 68 really speaks to me. I encourage you to read it. Now, that's legitimate. It's from the heart. It's... it's um, real, if I mean it to be real, that is, from my own heart, then you take it for what it's worth. But if it's like, 
Well, I mean, do you read your Bible? Do you know what Psalms says? Do you know that maybe you could be doing this, but maybe that's the reason why God's not blessing you or answering your prayers? Tell me, does that at all, does that at all, not only sound the likeness of Christ, but does it even give the fragrance of Christ? Like what Paul talks about in Ephesians. Come on, people! Why is it that we, you know what I think it is? It's because we are so ill-informed of our own Bibles and Scripture, we don't take the time to read it. And we don't take the time to live it. Why? You know why? You want to know why? Because, because living the Christian life, living life is hard. And when you become a Christian, you have to adapt a whole new paradigm under God's rule to decipher what's right, what's wrong, where should your life be, where it shouldn't be. How do you follow Jesus? How do you go through trials? And you know what? We've, we've done a disservice to ourselves thinking that if we are to be holy and things are to be right and God's blessing us, then we're living the Christian life. That is false. That is not the Christian life. That's a pharisaical, Sadducee life because that's what they were doing, putting all these burdens on people's backs. Do you see it? If you're watching this video, it's because either A, you know what spiritual abuse is and what I'm talking about, or B, maybe you want to get a better clue, and I hope that some things are firing off for you and they start to make sense. Um, I'm so glad that you're watching this video, and I ask that you follow and share Confessions of a Worship Leader because I feel, people, that we need to bring awareness. But let me just say, great friends I have on these sites and that I've done podcasts with, uh, Catherine Spearing is amazing, uh, Dan Lane, and, um, oh gosh, uh, some, Teron Brooks, my, my, my brother. So many of you guys have come alongside me, and I've come alongside you in this journey because it's real. And so when I do these daily confessions, I hope that they mean something to you, and most of all, that you can um, see what God is working with in your own life. And I ask humbly that you share this with people who need to hear it, those who need an encouragement, maybe those who need an eye-opener. And let me just tell you, this is not a popular topic. People don't want to talk about it, again, because it's hard. Why is it hard? Because growth involves pain. And not everybody likes to do the hard work. I don't like doing it either. But I know, just like working out at the gym, I have to work things out. I have to exercise my muscles. It's going to hurt. I'm going to sweat. I'm not going to like it. But the fruits are amazing and inevitable, and your family and you will love it. Thanks so much for watching. See you next time.